Welcome back to another episode of Dirtcast. I am your co-host, Megan Reynolds. And I am Madeline Davies, your other co-host. Later on in the show, we will be sitting down with Jezebel senior staff writer, Rich Jezwiak, to discuss a topic that is very near and dear to his heart and also mine and Maddie's, I assume. Yes. And that is whether or not Mariah Carey is the queen of Christmas. I, I don't think she has a choice. I think she can only be herself at this point. Whatever mangled version of a human that is after she became famous at 20. I think you will not be surprised by what we find out, but uh, it'll be a fun journey regardless. <laughs> um, but before we get into that, uh, Maddie, how you doing, bud? I'm doing okay. Yeah? Yeah. I uh, had the day off yesterday, which nice. was nice. That is nice. Um, I was telling you before, our coworker Joanna Rothkoff, convinced me to join Class Pass. Mm. Sorry. I sounded really Wisconsin there. Class Pass. No, say it the way. I, um, I liked it the first way. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so I did, and I was in this, like, two-week trial period. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to try a bunch of things. Mm. And then yesterday— because I had the day off, I was like, I'm going to do a spin class, oh, which I've never done. Mm. I hated it. Mm. Yeah, um, weird, surprising. It's a yeah. terrible thing. Well, I realized, like, as I, like, was, like, suddenly locked in, literally, because you clip in with these shoes. Right. It was combining all of the things that I hated, mm. which are, like, hot people yelling at me. Yep. Being in a room with, like, flashing lights, like a dark room. Like a club, essentially. Yeah, and then, like, nightclub. It was, like, then, like, a nightclub. And then, right. plus cardio. Yeah, man. It was a 45-minute class. Mm. I left 20 minutes into it. <laughs> did anyone— Because was, I really <laughs> thought I was going to throw up. Was anyone—did <laughs> any, anyone, like, give you a look when you left? I, like, gave the instructor a wave of thanks, and then he right. gave me, like, a thumbs up. Oh, and then you just bounced. Yeah, and I would have left earlier, but I did not know how to— Get off the bike. Yep, because they make you clip in. Yeah. Like you're riding a real bicycle. I think I'm like fairly in shape. Like yeah. I do yoga. I do like, you know. You're in shape. Yeah, I'm, I do I do bar now. Oh, I'm like doing you. things. Hey. Um, <laughs> but it's just like I that just – I thought I would like it because I do like riding a bike. Mm. I that they're like two it. They're two very different animals, I think, because I've tried – one of my sisters is like obsessed with SoulCycle – she goes a lot. She has yeah. requested SoulCycle branded merch for Christmas numerous years. All of us have refused to get it for her because <laughs> we will not, none of us will set foot inside a fucking studio to like buy a, you know, a pair of leggings that has like the little skull and crossbones and says SoulCycle on it. But everything about SoulCycle seems bad except for the supposed cardio benefits. Yeah. It, but it like hurt my heart. Yeah. Well, yes, because it, it, too fast, too much. I also have a cough now that I didn't have before mm. going in because it like got a bunch of stuff moving. Oh God! But yeah, so Soul Cycle, or sorry, Flywheel. Pardon. <laughs> um, not for me though. Bakari, I you were a very handsome and great instructor. <laughs> I just didn't. I was not able. What when, I, when what? I left, the girl was like, "What's up?" And I was like, "Not for me. No, nope, gotta yep. go." And she was just like, "Okay." That's how I handled my first yoga class in college. My friend Porter was like, "Let's go to yoga," and I was like, "Okay," because I was like nineteen. I was like, "Seems fine. Maybe I'll like it." Here's the thing: I did not like it. Yeah. These are the reasons why. I do not like being spoken to in like soothing tones. Right, I don't like that's... being told to I don't like voice prompts. Like I don't want to have to ohm. Mm. I don't want to have to namaste at the end. 
something about yoga's the the vibe of that particular yoga class made me like like every cell of my like 19-year-old like rude body like yeah. seized up. I get it. It can be like a little like it was like too like mm, the like, light in me recognizes the light in you. Yeah, I fucking hate like really does it. I Eat. think it's nice. Okay. The only yoga class I will now attend willingly is restorative yoga because it means you just lay down. I love it. It's, it's just like so nice. It's like a slightly strained napping. Yeah. Like you stretch, but it all feels really good. The lights are down and it smells like lavender. Yeah. Uh sometimes they rub an oil on your temple. I love that. That's I love the best a part. Rubbed oil. That's the best part. How are you, Megan? Um, I am well. I have been spending the past couple of days in a holiday season-induced consumer frenzy. Mm. Um, But most of Sunday afternoon, I had like a tree trimming party Sunday evening, which was very nice um, at my friend's house. But before that, I was like, I'm going to read. I'm going to like finish knitting the scarf and I'm going to watch The Crown. And what I did instead of that was um, smoke a little marijuana and then stare into the depths of Sephora's gift set section. Yeah, I've done that. For three hours. (laughs) There's some good gift sets. A lot of lot of good gift sets. That's where I'm going to be like. I think the moms in my life are all yep. getting. Yep. So that is uh, that's what I that is what has been consuming my uh, my mind. It's really awful. Yeah, but it's also that time of the year. It is. Let's get into the dirtiest dirt. Thank you for that music. All right. The dirt this week is, I mean, it sounds like we're just going to have to keep starting with starting or ending with this shit because it's so bad men roundup. Got some bad men. Matt Lauer was fired from NBC for sexual misconduct allegations. The allegations are bad and long and many fold and varied. I mean, there's even like a sexual assault allegation. Oh, that's right. uh, From during the Sochi Olympics. Yep. In his hotel room. Yep. Which is just, I don't know. If you, if like we go back farther, Matt Lauer is one of those people who like everyone's always kind of known he's a dick. Yeah. And you think about like the way he treated Ann Curry back in the day where he sort of forced her out, even though she was good at her job and professional. When he successfully got her to leave today, Mm -hmm. when she kind of said her very tearful goodbye. I will still be a part of the Today Show family, but I'm going to have a new title and a new role. And this is not ex- as I expected to ever leave this couch after 15 years, but I am so grateful. He Ugh. sat really aggressively close to her and was just very, was like making this menacing eye. Not menacing. It's that's just like he had like a, a face that was just not the right face for the situation. It's just like any of us who have like worked with that guy, yeah. that kind of guy, yeah. knows that posture and that facial expression. Yeah. Which is just like very condescending and comfortable in power. Right. But yeah, he had a button under his desk at NBC, which could lock the door without him having to get up. Right. Um, which I've heard is like actually not that uncommon right. at 30 Rock and that a lot of offices have that. Right. I hope that not everyone in those offices <laughs> use that to entrap women and show them their wieners. Yeah, same. Um, Me too. Yeah. I sincerely hope no. Like I would love it if people, men, stop showing their fucking dicks to people who do not want to see those penises. Yes. Yeah, if you are in charge of someone, do not ever request. Do not, just don't, just keep your fucking dick in your pants where it belongs. And also don't 
say gross things to your employees. Don't do it. Like, I don't know why that's so hard for people. It feels like common human decency. Yeah. To like not play. Like one of the other things they said he did, it was um, like he would play like fuck, Mary kill with his, with his producers as a way of like talking about the women that he wanted to have sex with. Uh, he gave a woman a sex toy with a note on how he wanted to use it. He's disgusting. He was also making $28 fucking million dollars a year. An obscene amount of money. Dis- an insane amount of money. Like, what What does one do? NBC was flying him from the Hamptons to the show every morning. Yeah, via helicopter. It's interesting, too, because Matt Lauer isn't, like, particularly remarkable at his job. No, he's, he's not just, like, Dan fine. Rather, you know? Yeah, he's, he's just, like, decent. He's not, I don't know. He's Yeah, he's mediocre. Yeah. There's um, an interview that I've never forgotten because it was so gross. Mm. And it was Zac Efron. Oh, no. This was post-high school musical. So he was kind of like coming into his 20s like heartthrob phase. His hard bod phase. Um, he dropped, I think it was like four. God, I can't believe I remember this. And I remember so little of mm. other things. <laughs> it was at the opening of the Lorax. He dropped a condom on the red carpet on accident. It, like, fell out of his pocket. Uh-huh. And it became kind of a thing. Because uh-huh. it was a kid's movie. And, you know, oh, like, right. he kind of sure. had this, like, high school musical image. Oh, right. Matt Lauer interviews him about it and just tries to, like, bro out. And he was like, oh, yeah, you dropped that condom, right? <laughs> yeah. like You dropped a, a, a condom. Yeah. On the red carpet, which I think gives you at was least... Really, it was really hard for you to say. No, it wasn't, actually. Yes, it no, was. I think gives you credit. I mean, you know, better to be safe than sorry, right? Uh, it's a great message to yeah. add to the many messages in the film. Like, exactly. all right, bra And it just is very funny because Zac Efron Fuck. looks really uncomfortable through the whole yeah. thing. And he's kind of trying to be like, haha, yeah. Let's talk like, about the movie, Lorax, Lorax. Lorax. Right, like... I just wanted to, like, address it and then move on. But he was just kind of like, it was like, Ew. yeah, man, you ever, like... Put your wiener in a lady. High five. <laughs> like, it went on. You ever fuck Zach? Like, yeah. oh, my God. It went on for so long. And then he also had this really horrible interview with Anne Hathaway. That's right. That's what I was thinking offensive. of. Yeah. Anne Hathaway, good morning. Nice to see you. Morning, Matt. Seen a lot of you lately. <laughs> Sorry uh, about that. You were. <laughs> I, I'd be happy to stay home, but uh, the film. <laughs> Let's just get it out of the way. You had a little wardrobe malfunction. Mm. the other night. What's the lesson learned from something like that, other than that you keep smiling, which you always do? Well, it was obviously an unfortunate incident. Um, I think it kind of made me sad uh, on two accounts. One was that I was very sad that we live in an age when someone takes a picture of another person in a vulnerable moment, and rather than delete it and do the decent thing, sells it. And I'm sorry that we live in a culture that commodifies sexuality of unwilling participants, which brings us back to Les Mis, because that's what my character is. She is someone who is forced to sell sex to benefit her child because she has nothing, and there's no social safety net. And I, yeah, so... um, so let's talk, so let's get back to Lee. One of the most creative <laughs> turns of a question I have ever heard, and I'm going to take it at that. That's fine. It's, it's all of the signs are like in plain sight. It's that no one cared. Yeah. It's not that people didn't notice yeah, these yeah, things. Yeah, NBC true. knew. It's just yeah, now, they protected him. Yeah, and now it's like financially dangerous to keep him right. on, and so. As we've said, this all always comes down to like when it becomes financially damaging for like the parent company or whatever. I was thinking actually this morning about how, like, how much it sucks that, like, 
I mean, it always sucks, but like, mm. think about like Kesha and Dr. Luke's yeah. uh, ongoing, ongoing saga. saga. Kesha files a civil suit against Dr. Luke in California, alleging she'd been sexually, physically, verbally, and emotionally abused for the entirety of her career, calling continued association with her producer life-threatening. Dr. Luke files his own defamation and breach of contract suits against the singer in New York, claiming that Kesha and her mother, quote, orchestrated a campaign of publishing false and shocking accusations against Dr. Luke to get Kesha out of her record contract. Imagine if that had come out now instead of a couple years ago. Oh, yeah. Everyone would be on Kesha's side, at least publicly. Yeah. But instead, she kind of had to get raked through the coals and right. still isn't, you know, right. completely clean from this. Right. And there's a couple other examples of things like that that happened just only even six months ago mm -hmm. that just have gotten lost because no one cared. Yeah. No one cared. Yeah. And it really bums me out. It's upsetting <laughs> that, like, something of this magnitude had to happen for that, like, the floodgates to open and that, yeah, for people to actually start giving a shit. Like, it's ridiculous. I mean, I guess in, like, news that, like, is not good, but it's slightly better. Mm -hmm. Here's, like, a, an okay man. Okay. Maybe. We, okay. I, I never sure. feel comfortable saying that on the record because whenever knows? I say someone is, like, cool, it's like, a week yeah. later, it's like, <laughs> they are into child pornography oh or something. <laughs> I am not saying this about this next person. This is She is not. Uh, we are not. John Oliver yes. uh, was leading, was moderating a conversation at the 92 Street Y about the 20th anniversary of the film Wag the Dog What with Dustin Hoffman, mm -hmm. uh, Robert De Niro, and then other key players. Yeah. John Oliver kind of amazingly, like, went after Dustin Hoffman. Nice. And would not let it go. And would nice. not let the sexual harassment allegations against him go to the point where Dustin Hoffman got really pissed. Wow. People in the audience got really pissed Ooh. because, again, everyone hates women. Yeah. So when John Oliver first brought it up, he asked if his one statement on Hunter's allegations felt like enough. And then Hoffman responded, first of all, it didn't happen the way she reported. And then also in his um, original statement mm -hmm. about this woman's allegations, mm -hmm. he said that he was sorry and it didn't reflect on who he is as a person. Okay. And this is John Oliver's response. That part of it, I'm not, I'm not the moral arbiter of anything. It's just, the, it's not reflective of who I am. It's that kind of response to this stuff that pisses me off. Because it's, it is reflective of who you were. If it happened and you've given no evidence to show that it didn't happen, then there was a period in time for a while when you were creeping around women. So it feels like a cop-out to say, well, this isn't me. Did you understand how that feels like a dismissal? Dang. John Oliver. Yes. Ben Hoffman responded. You weren't there. You didn't you weren't there, and to which Oliver Bloop. replied, I'm glad. Bloop! Oh, then, my um, Lord. <laughs> there was a reportedly audible audible gasps. Mm, I, yes, I can. one can imagine. Um, and then Oliver, at the end of this uh, discussion, said, I can't leave certain things unaddressed. That leads to me at home later tonight hating myself, asking, why the fuck didn't I say something? No one stands up to powerful men. 
To this, Hoffman turned to wag the dog director, Barry Levinson, and dismissively asked, am I the powerful man? Oh, my Lord. But it's also just like, it's so rare that people handle these things right. Yeah. Or like in a way that's like. At all, really. Yeah. yeah, That's not just like super PR. Right. Just like, let's talk about the movie. Let's just like, blah, blah, blah. Right. That it's just, I don't know. I'm I'm really impressed, which is so rare for me to feel anything (laughs) beyond just like simmering resentment towards something. Cynicism. No, I agree. That's actually. And just like meeting the situation with the anger it deserves and, you know, not letting anybody tell him to move on. Right. Being tenacious about calling him out. Yeah, just like how often does that happen? Very rarely, I would say. So thank you, John Oliver. Thank you, John Please Oliver. Please don't disappoint me. <laughs> Please, we've we've been very nice. You're allowed to be a flawed human. Just like, please like, don't, don't let it come out that you have, have like, like touched something yeah. that you shouldn't have touched. <laughs> I don't care if you're like an asshole. Yeah, you can be a fucking dick, but just like, can you not do the other thing? Um, Thanks so much. But until <laughs> until I find out something else, <laughs> really. Brian Singer, director of the X-Men movies. He is... Uh, Many things. Yes, very successful. Brian Singer has been fired from the Queen biopic that stars Rami Malek. That is maybe not going to happen anymore. Of Mr. Robot. Of Mr. Robot. A television show, which I learned is not about robots. It's not. I watched the first season. Um, it's fine. The biopic about about um, Freddie Mercury, the lead singer of Queen, is called Bohemian Rhapsody. Which, wait, oh, before sorry. we get into it, yes. can we just say that that is... I cannot believe they picked that title. It's so fucking stupid. I know. (laughs) Why not call it like, don't stop me now? And literally anything else. You're like, oh, what will uh, people recognize? Bohemian Rhapsody. Anyway, it is regardless. um, Brian Singer has been not showing up to set. Yeah, he's been disappearing for periods of long periods of time. He says he's dealing with a sick family member, Mm. but he also like didn't call in sick. Right. So they... Fired him. Yeah, him and Rami Malek apparently hate each other. Yep, 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 yep. Um, We know that Brian Singer is also someone who has for years had accusations against Rumored, him from man. Uh, men who say that they were underaged when yeah. he uh, sexually harassed them mm-hmm. or uh, took advantage of them. Or whatever, or, right. Not to sound like I'm from the 50s. Did um, stuff that was not good. Yeah, and so it's, like, interesting that this is, like, where his, like, fallout is happening. And, again, this has been... A lot of his accusers have right. been, like, really discredited despite there being so many of them. Right. Um, and it's like, oh, okay, because he's, like, a shitty director on this movie. Right. Now we're going to be like, oh, bye. He's fired from this. I don't know if – I'm sure they'll figure something out. But for now, nothing else is happening. Remember when Sasha Baron Cohen was going to play Freddie Mercury? I thought that was very good casting. That would have been nice. I do think – Rami Malek will do a sure. good job if he is allowed to continue to do so if this film Bohemian Rhapsody continues. Um, it sounds like I'm sure it will. their like DP has been stepping in. Yeah, or, they'll you know. figure it out. I have complete faith. I'm not they too will. worried about Hollywood. I'm generally not terribly worried about Hollywood. Hey, 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Next on our list, um, Danny Masterson of the Hide from That 70s Show has been fired from the Netflix show The Ranch because he has been accused, I believe, of, by four women of sexual assault. Mm-hmm. This is something we reported literal months ago, mm-hmm. probably back in April, mm-hmm. uh, when we had um, Tony Ortega on our Scientology episode many, many moons ago. This was after, I believe, three women had come forward, mm-hmm. and maybe a fourth was about to come forward. Basically, all three are very similar, which is which tells you something, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and let me just give you one detail. Yeah, you saw that they involve basically really rough treatment of a coma, of an unconscious or semi-conscious woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think all three of these women believe they may have been drugged, and that you know it would involve forcible anal rape. And also choking and rough treatment. Again, the Church of Scientology has like done whatever they can to discredit these accusers. One of the grossest elements of this story was that uh, a lot of the women reported having like been hit in the back of the head, which is super fucked up because his DJ name at the time when these occurred was... Was DJ Donkey Punch. (laughs) Which if you went to middle school in the aughts, you know that that is a... Reference to having sex with a woman from behind and then punching her in the back of the head because why not? <sighs> Just kidding. There's a billion reasons There's why a, not. Yeah, yeah. The story that came out a couple of days ago, it was reported by the Huffington Post, mm-hmm. is that one of the Netflix heads actually was confronted by a woman who is one of Danny Masterson's accusers. Um, oh. And she asked him, are you— like, What are you going to do about this? Yeah, she said, are you going to fire Danny Masterson? He said, not knowing who she was, he said, no, we don't believe these women. Explicitly, he said that he didn't Fuck. believe them. And this is, this happened at a child's, like a children's soccer game. Nice. Um, as, as one does. Because uh, the accuser's daughter was playing, as was this Netflix executive. Ella is so weird. And he's, she said, well, I am one of them. <laughs> um, one of these women who you don't believe. And then he apparently got very flustered and sure. walked away. Mm-hmm. And then later came back and was like, well, look, I don't have the power to fire Danny Masterson, okay. which why wouldn't you just say that off the bat? Yeah, just don't say like, deny like, or like or just be like if you don't have an answer, just say I, I don't I, have an like, answer. This guy like works in like the Netflix children's department or something. Right. So just be like I actually have no control like, over I, that. Is it like I, this is my job. It is not my job to like different departments. But I mean that seems like if you don't want to talk about something, a very um, easy way, easy way to not, not to instead it. of being like we don't believe his accusers. Yeah, that's fucked up. God, sorry, a lot is coming back to me. One of the things in one of these women's reports names Danny Masterson's publicist as, like, oh. being at this party where this all happened. Mm-hmm. And then it's, like, his publicist who's making all of these statements about these women uh. um, without disclosing that she herself is kind of embroiled in these cases. What a fucking mess. But, yeah, then Netflix had, like, a quick turnaround and then we're like, oh, he's fired. 
<laughs> that's it. So yeah, everything is great. Men continue to do shit that's bad, except for John Oliver, who has done something that is good. And we will withhold judgment until if he is proven to do something that is bad. <laughs> All right. This, I will spend not very much time on this item, but I think it is funny. Beyonce and Ed Sheeran released a song last week. It's called Perfect. Barefoot on the grass While listening to our favorite song When I saw you in that dress Looking so beautiful I don't deserve this Darling, you look perfect tonight It is far from perfect. It, it is... is- not awesome. Our our guest today, I think, described it as something written to be played as slow dances at weddings. Yes, which... and that's exactly what it is. It's I think it's trying to replicate um, the only Ed Sheeran. I will very embarrassed to admit this, but the only Ed Sheeran song that I will listen to um, with uh, some mild pleasure is his first is Thinking Out Loud, which is a song that is likely played at weddings. But I always enjoy it. Place your head on my beating heart. Thinking out. No, we all have our, like, sap core that we it's, enjoy. And that's it. But this song, Perfect, is not perfect. It is quite bad. And Ed Sheeran apparently has been making, like, all the, like, Us Weekly and all the things have had headlines that say that, like, Beyonce has, like, multiple email addresses that she changes every week. Because Ed Sheeran said something to the effect of, like, I emailed Beyonce about the song. I was instructed to make a phone call. And then, like, that email address changed. Yeah, I mean, I believe it. Yeah, like, fine, of course. Like, our our very own Bobby Fingers said that, you know, what most likely happened is Beyonce has a personal email address. I also would not be surprised if she doesn't email. Also true. I mean, she physically did not sit down at any sort of um, device to answer or write that email. I once heard that she had a personal assistant whose job was exclusively to pick up things that she set down. What? So, like, if she was reading a piece of paper, instead of putting it away, she'll just drop it. And then the, the assistant's job to pick it up. It cannot be true. Crazier things have happened. I would love that if true. What do you think Beyonce's uh, personal email address would be? Oh, my God. It's probably, like, a nickname of hers. Or it's, like, Beyonce1981. It's, Maybe like, it's like, very basic. Or... It, uh, yeah. I was going to say, like, H-Town Gal 44. H-Town Gal 44. You throw some fours in there. It's H-Town Gal, like, 9481, which is her birthday. Yeah. <laughs> Again, yeah, they, there's got to be a bunch of fours in there. There's four. It's just all fours. It's just um, all fours. Four, 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 Just a final sort of fun speculative fiction thing that we can engage in. Um, Apparently, Matthew McConaughey was almost cast in Titanic instead of Leonardo DiCaprio because that is who the studio wanted. I mean, so you wrote this all in our note doc. You wrote this all in caps with an, "Ah!" I can't imagine it. It's so fucked up. Here's a, oh, God. I sound a little bitchy. (sighs) Okay, I'm ready. I don't get why people keep acting like this Titanic news is new. 
<laughs> when this is like that been is out bitchy. for a very long time. <laughs> wow, care to enlighten everyone, including myself? I, that, when was it? That's I a, don't. But that's just like a fact. That was is like a it? fact of the making of Titanic is that they wanted Matthew McConaughey. Oh, I feel like it's new. Oh, Kate Winslet was on a night, like an evening show. Right. I mean, it's it. like, You're it's right. been 20 okay. years. Okay. The story is That's why recycled. this is happening. But right. it's like the same thing with like James Cameron talking about the door. Oh, the I have door. read that interview so many times. I know. <laughs> also, I hate that debate. I hate the it. The door debate? Yes. Like, how would two, just like, one is like a guy who sleeps under a bridge. Sure. I guess you could say he's street smart. The other is like an aristocrat rich girl. Okay, okay. How would they know to buoy the door with their life vests when they're like cold and panicked? Okay, great point. Great point. I mean, I do think I get it. And I've read the James Cameron interview and I, I even wrote the stupid thing. I like it's fine. However, I would think that he would at least try to get on the door and then they both just would have like died. Like the buoying. Okay, I get that like... Uh, that they would have been like, oh my God, like, let's take these life vests off and like, let's take life vests from like these dead bodies over here and then fucking swim over right. here and like make a little raft and we're going to hang out on the raft until we get rescued. But I always thought the issue was like, why didn't he just like try to get on the fucking door? Because it sank. It sank. Okay. It's just enough for this lady. We'll push it under. Let me try at least or I'll die soon. We'll die sooner if you come any closer. Okay. And he was doing it for Rose. Oh God. I mean, it's fine. What do you mean, whatever? It's fine. That's the point of that's the movie. That's the point of the movie. It's true. I also have not seen Titanic since probably like my third viewing of it in theaters when I was well, a child. It's you can stream it on many apps right now, and perhaps I will. You can see it in the theater right I now. I could it's back out Dolby 3D. I just don't like these like Titanic Johnny Come Latelys. Oh, oh it's well. Like, <laughs> some of us devoted a lot of 1997 to this information. I think all I did, I cried. When I watched Titanic and then I don't remember, it, it feels like so long ago. And it was. So you don't know the answer if you're like a tape one or tape two. I'm probably a tape one. I'm probably not going to – yeah, I'm probably not going to watch the the second half. Yeah. I mean, so if people are too young to remember this, Titanic, when it came out on VHS, it's so long that it's on two tapes. Two tapes. And then the first tape is kind of the cheerier yeah. love story. It's where yeah. they go to like the – Party and steerage. And yeah, it's so much fun. And they fuck in the car. Um, and they fuck in the car. Right. Um, and then it ends right as it hits the iceberg. Right. And I would always stop after that tape because then I yeah. was like, no, they were fine and they lived together yeah. forever. Titanic is not a a good movie. It's not a feel good movie by any. No, I'm saying it's like not a good movie. Oh, just not a good movie. Period. I mean, like special effects wise and like grandeur, it is. Uh, the screenplay. Is, is terrible. Laughable. The That's true. lines are awful. That's true. Also, um, I still love it with my entire heart. It was. I mean, it was a formative part of my um, my teen years. It formed my my life. My enduring crush on Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, Leo. He was so pretty. <sighs> really upsetting. I just still can't see Matthew McConaughey. Okay, great. Now that I know that is like an old fact that is constantly like resurfaced. I mean, I, I I'm being bitter. Okay. You know. Yeah, I do. I get it. I can't. I'm saying I'm yeah. glad they made the right choice. Right, right. Baby-faced Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, in um, that film. Yeah. So they made. They, I'm not saying that. I can imagine mm -hmm. it. But saying old heard news. It. Old news. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,
So I'm very excited to introduce our guest this week. You sound like it. I am. <laughs> That's my excited voice. So. <laughs> um, he is Rich Jezwiak, Jezebel senior staff writer and Mariah Carey expert. And we are going to discuss a question that is very important. My official title is the Queen of the Queen of Christmas. Oh, I'm right. so sorry. Followed by the elusive Shantou. Yes. Yes. It's me, the Queen of the Queen of Christmas. <laughs> the elusive so, Shantou. <laughs> we are discussing Mariah Carey and whether or not she is indeed the Queen of Christmas. Yes. And again, I think we all kind of know the answer. We do. But we're going to get there together. Right. We are. It's going to be a journey. Right. Like um, most good things. Because are. what does this podcast exist for besides <laughs> discussing right. frivolous, <laughs> non-important things? Yes. Just kidding. This is very important. This is exceedingly, this is extremely important. I mean, there's a shortcut, which is this whole Queen of Christmas thing came as a result of this press release that her <laughs> publicist issued in 2013 because she had to deal with NBC. Now, it came from PMK, uh, which, is, which is Cindy Berger's publicity firm. And Cindy, up until 2015, 2016, represented Mariah, like, forever. Yeah, there was, like, a falling out, right? Uh, yeah, but it was really unclear as to what that was. Okay. Also, I recommend following Cindy on Instagram, because you never know who you're going to find <laughs> what she's going to be hawking. <laughs> Oprah, I think, at one wow. point. Or somebody with Oprah? I don't know. So you might see Oprah. So okay. So it's I mean, reason I'm enough already, to follow. Yeah, right? I'm there. Any chance to see so, Oprah. Yeah, so she calls her the Queen of Christmas in this, and then Mariah is playing coy, you know, oh, this isn't my title, whatever, and it's hard to tell if she remembers. Mm. She um, might not remember. That Interesting. seems likely. Seems plausible. Yeah. Pretty plausible. And she started denying this, I noticed, at least from what I could tell, last year on Seth Meyers, he interviewed her oh, right. on a sleigh. <laughs> and, yes. and she said, yeah, That's such a huge title. I can't take that title. You can't take it? No. I'm the Duke of Halloween. Well, <laughs> I think less people get offended. Yeah, by that's that. true. So, this is all PR to counter the PR. She doesn't want it's right. such a Valerie Cherish thing. Well, like, I don't want people <laughs> so. to think I'm claiming that title because I don't want people not to like me. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> right. Oh my God. She's incredible. Yeah. That is also just like, Shows how seriously she takes herself, where it's like this made-up title, right? That literally does not matter. It's, yeah. it is just it's to like something. Sell albums. Yeah, right. Like no, I couldn't. I wouldn't dare. Right. People will be too offended if I try to claim the title of Queen of Christmas. <laughs> um, so there was. How dare she? What happens when I declare war upon the princess of summer solstice? Oh my god! <laughs> the abominable snowman. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Um, she did an interview, like, last month, I think. And in this interview, the person said, so now they seem to call you the Queen of Christmas. And Mariah said, they. I don't know who they are. Right. That is not my appellation. <laughs> Sorry. So is it Cindy Berger Shade? Or I don't know. Is it, or does she just not know? Because she just might not remember. I mean, given, <laughs> yeah, I would, hmm, I don't think it's Shade. I think she's just like, what? Really? Yeah. I don't know. I think it could be shade also. Or now she that could I think all, about it. Yeah, or it's just false modesty. Because oh. she's clearly the queen of Christmas. I mean, right. if anybody, who else? Right? Is the queen of very certain things. Yes. Uh, cutting the waistband off your jeans. Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. And Christmas. <laughs> yes. Those are the two things. Those are the two things in her monarchy. It's true. Yeah. Renewing your vows. Renewing your immediately vows. Immediately after making them, I think that's another thing. Yeah. <laughs> and then the, Christmas. the whistle note. 
the whistle note and uh, Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, so, okay, if we're going to take Mariah at her at face value and she says, you know, I don't know who they are. That is not my appellation. I feel like we could, you know, we could give her the benefit of the doubt, but I feel like there's relatively convincing evidence aside from the press release, which is like the smoking gun of this whole thing (laughs) to prove whether or not she is or is not the queen of Christmas. First piece of evidence that I would point to is all I want for Christmas is you. Right. Which has recharted is now number twenty one on the Billboard Hot one hundred. Really? Yeah. So the charts, she it would have gone higher. I think in the mid two thousands or something, it had an incredible amount of airplay, and it really would have been top five or something like that. Probably because of Love Actually. Do you think? I don't mm. know because it's not oh, the yeah. actual because they don't they play a different version in that yeah. movie, right? Disgusting. How like how, how dare why would you sully anybody? The, I agree. I agree. Because the boy had to get his prize, his sexual prize. I don't care sexual what he needs. Prize. Don't leave Mariah out of it. Leave the queen alone. She didn't she didn't want to be involved in that. Um but but you know, the thing about it is that no matter what state her career is in, and it's in some kind of state sure. these days usually. Yeah. We'll call it a state. A yes. state is the nicest thing for we could a, say. For a month. Every year, Mariah Carey is totally relevant. Yeah. Yep. And I mean, this month. I, yes. December. This is your month. Hello. I can't get enough of that song. Yeah. I love it so much. Me Every too. time it plays, I just like, like, in I the do grocery store, dance. like, Ooh. Yes. <laughs> it's actually astonishing because I've been listening to it in preparation for this, and it really holds up it so does. well. It's just, like, incredibly made. It, you know, and that came at a time when people, she was definitely, I mean, it's weird to say she was underrated because, mm. of course, she was a superstar. And, you know, her first five singles went to number one, and she was basically just a bunch of statistics right. for the first seven years of her career um, with very little personality that she let shine through or was allowed to let shine through. But I think critically, at least, like she just was not taken seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And but that song, she was already proving her chops, you know, in '94 with this enduring classic that seems to never get old. Right. I listen to it once a month, like throughout the calendar year. It's just like a nice little pick me up. Yeah. Like it's like sandwiched in some like playlist that I use sometimes. But like I feel like it's a song for all. It's a song for all seasons. It is obviously specifically for Christmas. Yes, right. I was not, like it's explicitly not. I'm but, yes. aware <laughs> that it is only for Christmas, but I still think like a lot of Christmas music feels sort of like wrong to listen to. Like I can only listen to this Christmas during December. The Donny Hathaway. Song. The Donny Hathaway yeah. song. This Christmas and. As we trim the tree, how much fun it's gonna be together. Uh, maybe a little bit after Thanksgiving, right. depending on my mood. Right. right. But like, all I want for Christmas, I feel like I could put that on in August and be like, oh, Christmas in July. Yeah. Christmas in July. Well, Christ- you sound like Mariah because <laughs> I, I did some research into her interviews during the original Merry Christmas song cycle. Mm. And she said that because she had started writing it the December before it came out, mm-hmm. and then recorded it into the, the summer, basically. Yeah. 
she had kept up the Christmas tree in the studio all year round. Oh, my God. Um, what a woman. I kept the studio decorated with Christmas trees all year long. Everybody else is getting into the festive mood, and I've been in it all year. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, what is she if not the queen of Christmas? I mean, there's really nothing else. She also, so she embarks upon, every year she embarks upon a Christmas tour. I have never been, and I would love to go one one of these years while she's still well, doing it. She had that whole Christmas yes. tree debacle, right? Um, where she sounded terrible. All I want for Christmas is you. Terrible. Yeah. She blamed the sound guys. No, oh, yeah. the, I don't know if she... That's well, New maybe Year's, she just blamed the song guys. I mean, what the problem was that she was dealing with the divorce from Nick Cannon. Yeah. She was supposed to pre-record it, which would right. have given her ample time to use a different track, whatever, if she yeah. didn't like it. But because she had showed up late the day before to the pre-recording, she had to do it live. Oh. Okay. And Mariah's voice is unpredictable now. Sometimes mm. she's good, and sometimes she is not good. And that was an off day. I just remember her and I think Seacrest had like a back and forth. That was where New Year's Eve. That was New Year's Eve. Okay. Yeah, that was, that the, was last the sound New Year's. Okay. Yeah, that was the sound Interestingly enough, she does pull so her sorry. monitor out <laughs> during <laughs> that performance. She does. Yeah. yeah. Because she's getting feedback maybe or something. Her own um, voices. And then the whole problem with New Year's is the, the monitor thing. Put these monitors on, please. I mean, clearly with New Year's, she did not want to repeat that. Right. She knew it would be better to just not sing the song than sing it. Yeah. You yeah. know, if she couldn't hear herself or whatever. Right. Or didn't feel certain or whatever. Yeah. I mean, she has been in the biz. I yeah. completely forgot about the tree lighting flub because I was the, the – the New Year's Eve flub was so fresh in yeah. my mind. Yeah. I definitely combined those into one event. So the tree lighting, that was the same year that she started the Beacon – the Christmas tour, right. yes. So it wasn't this year. It's a tour, but up until this year, it's been just at the Beacon oh, Theater right. for like a, a run of dates. And then I saw her the first night of that residency, mm. and she was good. Oh, yeah, wow. I, exactly. Well, that's oh. what what's, what's so great about her is you never know. So it's like watching sports. <laughs> yeah, you know? it's, it's like, like is she like gonna kill it or is she gonna be a total disaster? Will she show up? Right, exactly. <laughs> So, right. <laughs> what was the show like? What was like, walk me through maybe like the set costumes. Were there reindeer on stage? There was um, definitely like a sexy toy soldier riff. Cool. I don't remember there being reindeer on stage, but there okay. was certainly a snowman character. Great. I believe it was kind of like an outdoor snowy kind of backdrop. Love it. Love it. A, a very like high budget high school play yes. type of thing. Oh, my yeah. favorite aesthetic. Yeah. By far. Yeah. <laughs> I think there were stairs and stuff. Sure. Um, Did she go she up got, and down I was going to say she got Did carried she... up and down those. <laughs> no, she was still walking. She was still she moving was still at walking. that point. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Didn't quite progress oh, to yeah, where she, she is now, where she just has people move her. She lays on a dive in and someone <laughs> exactly. lifts the thing and she just sits there. God, that is like my dream though. What a fucking yeah. life, man. She's but, really figured it out. Yes. And what was really interesting about that is that she would lip sync, um, but only very selectively. Oh. Like it would be a line here, just enough so that she could sing most of it. Interesting. So it was like the oral equivalent of like tasteful plastic surgery. Nice. You know? yeah. Just enough. Wow. Well, I know um, our friend, 
Tracy Egan Morrissey, she her daughter is now really into Mariah Carey. Oh, that's shockingly, nice. that right. that would Weird trickle how down. That <laughs> um, and she bought tickets, I think, to the Christmas yeah. tour. And she's just like, if she cancels again, I'm just gonna be so pissed. I know because she's been canceled on before. So, but, but she played this week. She did play this week. Yeah. Oh, but was didn't that she cancel a couple of? She canceled. Dates this she, week so she was supposed to do tour? like yeah. She was supposed to do like the 28th, 29th, or something like that, and maybe even the first and the second. Right. And it was, I guess, the fourth that she actually started because she's ah, been sick. She sick. says, but now <clears throat> she's very thin, so maybe she was sick, or oh, maybe she, you know, had something Some done. Stuff happened. Yeah, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe yes. Maybe she was. <laughs> uh huh. Laid out. Right. Laid out. Exactly. Is that good? Is that nice? That's a nice yeah. thing to say about that. She looks good, though. I'm glad. I'm always happy when Mariah looks good. I'm always yeah. happy when Mariah's happy. Yeah. She seemed, she seemed very unhappy this year, I yes, think. This like, year really is, phoning it in. But. She's back with uh, Brian Tanaka. Right. I just saw before I came in today, she and um, the children, who are now Dem kids, because right, they're yeah. no longer babies. Dem babies. Oh, dem right. dem right. babies who have grown up dem, to Dem, dem kids. kids. Right. Um, she was Christmas shopping in NYC for a tree. Oh, nice. With Brian. I, I mean, they look good together. Why not? Yeah, I agree. Remember when she dated Brett Ratner? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was so Although gross. I think she denies that. Yeah. I think that she says that they were just friends or whatever. She's mm. elusive. She is She's the, the elusive, elusive shantuse. And evasive. <laughs> yes, the evasive shantuse. <laughs> <laughs> So that we've covered the Christmas tour. Yeah. We've covered All I Want for Christmas is You. Her Christmas album. Yeah, albums. Albums. I'm, I was referring specifically to Merry Christmas. Right, the first the one, first. which holds up very well. It does. I listened to it uh, last week. In fact, I had to skip a couple of songs, but yeah. I listened to Oh Holy Night at least twice. Oh, holy night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the night. Yeah, that's that's a good one. A Silent really Night good is one. good. Silent Night's nice. Um, she does Jesus, What a Wonderful Child at the end, yeah. which I forgot about. I love that song. Uh-huh. I love the Fantasia Kelly Clarkson rendition. Uh-huh. Um, but the Mariah rendition, I think is, you know, it's up there. Um, uh, it's interesting that she does Christmas Baby, Please Come Home because... All I Want for Christmas is You is obviously trying to be that song. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's got like the Phil Spector wall of sound mm-hmm. thing. But I don't know. I like that version too. I'll take it. I mean, Darling Loves is better. I think it's iconic. But yeah, but um, but All I Want for Christmas Is You is you know a good facsimile that had that actually went on to sort of supersede the you know the source material. I right. think. I mean that. Yeah, that's a good point. What holds up less is Merry Christmas to You, even though it's more recent. When did that come out? Twenty ten. Okay. Wait. Yeah. Okay. It's her the the second to last album she released actually. Oh. She's only released one album since then. What? Yeah, and way less inspired. Like, you know, the lead single, Oh Santa, where she's just mumbling the whole time. Oh, my 
a version, I believe it's the extra festive version of All I Want for Christmas <laughs> is You appears How on. How one extra festive, like or bells? Well, she, yeah, yeah, well, she explained okay. it in an interview that I guess there weren't like real, no, I don't want to say real instruments because I think synthesizers are real instruments, but okay. there weren't like um, the proper instruments playing the sounds traditionally that come out of them, I guess. Okay, so <laughs> on, there wasn't on, on like the a saxophone. Yeah, they didn't have exactly. like a band. Studio. Right. Whereas okay. this one was recorded with a band, I uh, guess. That what's, how does it, in comparison to the Ridge? I don't really, I mean, it's long, it's more extended and there's oh. an intro and stuff and it seems oh. a little bit busier. But you know, the, the original is kind of murkier, which is truer to the Wall of Sound style production. To the, like, the production. Darlene Love Yeah, it should all be kind doing. of a blend. Like if you listen to the original, the 16th, or maybe their eighth notes, but the, whatever the piano is doing, the piano is just in this crazy frenzy mm-hmm. the, almost the entire track. It's like right. fascinating to listen to. I've tried to, to just... play air piano to that. It's very difficult. <laughs> it's, like, it's quite hard. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, certainly pull a muscle. <laughs> like a year after that was when she did the Justin Bieber duet. Right. Oh my god. Oh, I, I believe Christmas the too. super extra festive version. Is <laughs> festive is It's like well, it's just like basically a long Macy's commercial because it takes place in Macy's yes, like after dark. Yes. Ew. Um, and it's weird because Bieber is really young at that point. Was and it still she... like swoopy hair Bieber? Yeah. Mm. No, I think he just had started to push it up. Right. Nice. It was, he was just so he's I, not, That's how out. I track It's Bieber not like the baby. Right. But okay. like, I don't know. That weird in between yeah. before yes. he became this dirtbag Bieber. Right. The Christmas yeah. album is when he... Like, that was his sexual blossoming oh. on... There's some, like, song about, like, I'm going to eat your cookies. Together on this Christmas Eve, you leave some cookies out, I'm going to eat them all. Nobody can see me but you, it's so magical. Okay. Oh, my <laughs> fucking yeah. God. It's crazy that he chose his Christmas album <laughs> to become a man <laughs> in that respect. Crazy, but, like, kind of appropriate for, like, a broken boy. Totally. No, a I'm broken puppet so boy. So like, upset. I'm feeling things. It's I'm your side. Yeah. I'm gonna eat your cookie. Get the fuck away from me. You're gonna do no such thing, sir. You're like 12. But, um, but Merry Christmas oh. to You also has Oh Holy Night. So it's like mm. she's like the two most iconic tracks from her first record. She's then replicated. Right. The best thing about Merry Christmas to You is the conclusion, the outro, if you will, I of will. Uh, the first Noel goes into oh this like bump. It's, it's like amazing. it's like a baby making bump. And you know, you know, they made a baby. God made a baby. So That's this is Jesus God's baby making music. It's like this slow R&B outro, Born is the King. It's, the whole song should have been that, I think. I, yeah. Um, yeah. Why not just go for it if you're going to do that? God put a baby in an unwilling 14-year-old. And- <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, it's, and it's hot. Yeah, let's... It's hot as fuck. <laughs> All right. Let's fuck. Um, um, uh, can I just quickly... just we, don't not, we do not have to spend time on the Bieber collab. I okay. do just want to recommend everybody watch it for only 15 seconds yeah. just to see Justin Bieber's dancing in it because all he does is swing his arms together oh, nice. for the whole thing. Oh, um, that's really cute. And he's it's, a terrible dancer. He's a very yeah, bad dancer. I don't know. 
he's kind of the Mariah of dancing at yeah, this point where they're like, is. sit on this couch. Right. <laughs> Does he not arms. dance in shows anymore? I mean, I feel like there's a period of time when he was like doing yeah, some when stuff. He was, like, when he was like jerking around. When he was Usher's special boy. Right. Oh, that's right. When he was Usher's plaything. Yes. <laughs> not in a bad way. Not a gross way. Um, I, I love, love I, I love Justin Bieber's music. I think <laughs> some of it's good and some of it I don't like. I mean, that is sure. how I feel. That is also. how I feel. He's got, I think he's gotten to be a much better singer than he used to yes. be. Like mm-hmm. I actually believe him when he sings now, as opposed to somebody like Chris Brown, who I don't believe. No, no. he's a, he, like he just performs. You right. know, he's just right. a child star that right. never learned what soul was, yes. or never cared, or right. only you know wanted to be famous, whatever, and that's what you get yeah. uh, without artistry. Right. But Justin Bieber can actually like sell a song. It's kind of crazy. I it's never insane. thought I'd see the day. I guess but, I just mean I liked Purpose. That's I'll clear. Up. Is that where I, you're going? I, okay. Yeah. Sure. Definitely the singles. I'll take that. Um, But, you know, it's a little bit infuriating that Mariah Carey cuts the second Christmas album, Nowhere to be Found is the Christmas song or Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas, which are obvious choices to me. Agreed. She was asked about that, and she said something like, well, you know, it it was something to the effect of, I don't want to step on other people's toes who made those songs. Yes, you do. That's what Christmas is. That's what Christmas is all about. Also, that's what you're all about. is stepping on other people's toes and, like, throwing a stole in their face and, like, doing it better. Very Or, like, fine. So, like, it... I assume that's some kind of cover-up for her inability to sing yeah. those yeah. songs the way or that something she like to. that. Right, yeah, right, like right, right. She had to have tried. How are you going to release two Christmas songs and not sing the Christmas song? No, no, she definitely tried, and then someone or her was like, mm, I don't yeah. know. She thrown down like a Hanukkah jam. No, but she Jewish does fans. do all Lang Syne as like a housey oh. sort of thing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and there were lots of remixes. Too. Oh, my God. I could see her I've doing like a very good, so like, good. I could see her singing a, like, what are you doing New Year's Eve and right. sounding really good on totally. it. Totally. Totally. Well, I... Merry Christmas 3 you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Coming soon. I didn't know it was spelled 2 you. <laughs> yeah, it's a 2. It's, it's a wow. sequel. I mean, she t- described that as the naming convention as like speaking to the fact that it was a sequel. <laughs> Merry Christmas 2 you is a sequel to Merry Christmas. I am learning so much. I She's so good, you guys. I, like so Mariah good. Carey, I think she kind of came on my radar when I was in seventh grade when Heartbreaker came out. Yeah. Just because, mm-hmm. like, that video was so good. Yeah. And that song was so good. Yeah. Um, I guess the album was Rainbow. Rainbow, yeah. Rainbow. Yeah. So I feel like I'm, I've been taken to class right. a little bit. <laughs> well, I mean, she definitely, you know, for better or worse, she lets her eccentricity out. Mm-hmm. You know, she's very much a persona in a way that she wasn't before Butterfly. Yes. Yeah. And in a way that a lot of people today are way too guarded to sort of let themselves yeah. exist. You know, you, the fact that, like, she's she loves these 10-cent words that uses them all My the time. My favorite thing about her. Yeah, No. nobody else really so has good. that lyrical signature of, you know, nobody else of her stance, no kind right. of diva really has that. Right. And it's because, uh, I, I don't think she has a choice. I think she can only be herself at this point. Yes. Whatever mangled version of a human that is after she became famous at 20. And right. Her right. brain is damaged. I think it's... Tommy Mottola. Uh, yeah. Like, exactly. Her up a right. Bit. Right. Actually, before Glitter, she didn't really show that much of a personality. Uh, it was glitter. during that cycle that she was, I think, just from exhaustion. I mean, who sure. knows what it was exactly, but it really does... Like, exhaustion is a perfectly fine excuse for her to be acting as loopy as she right. did. Yeah, of course. But we saw a little preview of Mariah's 
eccentricity right. in a VH1 interview for Merry Christmas oh, where yes. she talked about posing amongst reindeer. She, <laughs> Real for reindeer. The, yes, for Let's the album cover, she yeah. posed for um with with she posed alongside real reindeer whom she described as being mellow and she said i just thought it was so strange that these animals liked bananas so much because their trainer was <laughs> feeding them bananas i mean you'd think they would be eating i don't know snow reindeer food <laughs> what is something food? <laughs> also snow is water yeah exactly <laughs> bananas which have potassium etc Make a lot more sense than snow and reindeer food. <laughs> I love the idea of like Mariah, like being like fuck this, like get, like getting to a pet comb, being like looking for the reindeer food, <laughs> like, like combing down every yeah. aisle, trying like, to feed them pine cones, looking for like a big bag of kibble that just says like reindeer food on it, and that's yeah. all she wants because she knows like yeah. they can't eat bananas. Ims make reindeer food. <laughs> <laughs> a petco employee is like. Uh, man, I don't buy. Here's some bananas. <laughs> um, didn't Glitter come out on September 12th, 2001? It no. Had- well, the, the soundtrack came out on 9-11. Yeah. Okay. As did Jay-Z's The Blueprint. Yes. So she blames, I think it's The Blueprint. So she blames blueprint. 9-11. She, the way she, she says Glitter came out on 9-11, but actually the movie came out 10 days later on the following Friday. Okay. So... Glitter did not, when we think about Glitter, we think about the movie. So right. Glitter did not come out on 9-11. The soundtrack did. And that's right. still no excuse because None. Jay-Z released a record also, that did that's like, very, Also, it very seems well. like there's a weird cadre of pop stars now who are sort of placed the blame on 9-11. Maybe it's like people are finally getting to the point where they can be selfish about it. Right. It's not too <laughs> soon anymore. Right. <laughs> <laughs> 9-11 is mine. Yeah, right. Like, I can use this as like a... Poor me, like, yeah. as someone who didn't right. lose anybody or, right. you know. Right. Yeah, Willa Ford being, oh, you that's know, right. the other yes, that's outstanding right. one. Willa Ford, someone Amazing. I think about often. Rich's favorite. <laughs> My favorite of the year. My Shiro. Your Shiro. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, would you consider yourself a Mariah super fan? Yeah, I mean, I think I know a lot about her and, you know. You too. Have insight that others don't seem to possess. <laughs> it seems like just listening to you. To love her is to not hate her, but to, like, be frustrated with her a lot. Mm, I mean, it's, well, the thing, I was talking to, I went to a party and there was another lamb there. And, like. (laughs) Lamb being a Mariah Carey. Yes, right. And, um. (laughs) Sorry. But I think, like, like, kind of, but also, like, at this point she's flopped so much. Right. So frequently that. Lambs are kind of laid back in a way, yeah. not the way that like Lady Gaga. The minute somebody said, th- like they're like the little monsters are in this like complete insecure mode, yeah, where yeah. they're just getting used to the fact that their goddess is not perfect, right? Uh, Mariah Carey fans are long familiar <laughs> yeah, with that, years. stretching, yeah, stretching Decades. back to glitter. So right. that's now sixteen years. <clears throat> um, you know, she's come back. She's fell, fallen away again. She can't come back now, right? So I f- I think that lambs and Beyonce stands the beehive are the best fandom because the beehive is always right is the thing That's they true. might be annoying but like they've aligned themselves with the objective best you right. can't yes. really argue with them at the end of the day no. I have never nor would, would you want never. to no, nor would you want to <laughs> no desire but lambs have this even Madonna fans are kind of Oof. annoying about her and Ew. they don't really recognize a lot of the time her very glaring flaws right. or like will try to argue that um, Rebel Heart is a good record Interesting. or something curious yeah. tactic uh, Mariah 
Carrie fans, I think, are a lot more down to earth by and large because they're used to that. I love she's, that. She's broken your heart so many times. Exactly. And but, so you just know. Yeah, but, but you, so so it's not like like maybe like you're frustrated with her sometimes, but you understand that comes with the deal, and that's what kind of makes it exciting. Yeah, like, right. sort of like, like oh, Mariah. Yeah. So the moral of the answer to our question, which we all knew, have known since the beginning of time, is that Mariah is the queen of Christmas. Dubbed by us. Dubbed, dubbed by, by our us. publicist. I mean, in 94, she told CBS, I'm totally the hugest Christmas fanatic there is. Done. What more proof do you need? Nothing. Yeah. Literally nothing. Um, it's either her or Santa Claus who are the queens of Christmas. Exactly. I mean, Mrs. Claus does exist. I think Santa right. Claus is the queen of Christmas. My mom, every Christmas growing up, when we were allowed to celebrate, she then canceled it. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, would always give me a present from Mrs. Claus. Because she really was like, cute. I don't want her to get lost in the shuffle. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Setting the seeds for the feminists. Here we yeah, are. For the, that you are today. Yeah, for the, like, awful <laughs> complainer that I am today. You're an angel. <laughs> for problematic to <laughs> um, I think that's the nickname my boyfriend gave me, and it's, I, I like it's it. accurate. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, kind. my God. <laughs> Good. That's cute. That's yeah. really sweet. On that note, Rich, thank you so much for joining us. Thank I you. always love when you come on because you come on with like notes and preparation. Yeah. I always prepare. I love it. Sometimes, Sports. you know, not enough, but I always try to prepare. So, yes, thank you. This thank has you. been a joy to the world. To the world. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to DirtCast and thank you to Rich Jezwiak. Our show is produced by Levi Sharp. Modern Amofiti is our executive director of audio. Our theme music is by Stuart Wood. This episode was mixed by Jamie Colazzo. Want to send us a tip or just let us know what you think? Hit us up at dirtcast at jezebel.com and please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. <laughs>